ta-ta there, TikToks. Thank you for joining us today. To my right, my sweet love of my life, fire of my loins, is still on tour in Europe. Uh, but kindly today, Ryan Sickler is here to co-host. Exci- Thank I'm, you. I'm Sorry, I should have clapped back. too. You shouldn't cl- I'm clapping because I'm excited <laughs> to be here, not for myself. I'm, I'm clapping for the opportunity. Just we so love you, know. you. I love you. For those of you who don't already know, Ryan is a part of the Studio Jeans family, and you may check him out on the Honeydew podcast. Yes. Honeydew Podcast, honeydewpodcast.com. That's where you can find everything you need to know about the Honeydew. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to the Your Mom's House YouTube channel where all of our videos are. That's right. It's highlighting the lowlights in That's life. That's right. So you guys talk about the, the tough stuff that you've somehow turned and made into something positive, which is awesome. Yeah. I love The worst shit, and we like to <laughs> laugh at the worst shit. Too. Isn't that the yeah. essence of good comedy? Yes, it is. This episode of Your Mom's House is brought to you by Stamps.com. Why in the world would you still go to the post office? Why? Stamps.com brings the post office right to you. You don't need to interrupt your workday. You don't need to get in your car, fight traffic, find parking. You can do it just right from your desk right now, especially during the holidays when the post office is so crazy busy with people sending cards and gifts. You can avoid all that. You need Stamps.com. Anything you you can do at the post office, you can do at Stamps.com. Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with discounts you can't even get there. Stamps.com brings all the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply Use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, you hand it to the mail carrier or drop it in the mailbox. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get $0.05 cents off every, class, every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. No wonder over 700,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. Don't spend a minute of your holiday season at the post office this year. Sign up for Stamps.com instead. There's no risk with our promo code MOM. You get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in MOM. That's stamps.com. Enter the code word mom. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. This episode of Your Mom's House is brought to you by FabFitFun. The 2019 FabFitFun Winter Box is now on pre-sale. If you don't know what FabFitFun is, it's a women's lifestyle subscription box filled with full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and tech products sent straight to your doorstep each season. FabFitFun takes the hassle out of shopping by doing it for you, which is what I love the most. Each box is customized to your specific interests, and uh, they deliver the seasonal must-haves you need. I I get so excited every time I get my FabFitFun box. I get them four times a year, and I'm telling you, it's it's like Christmas four times a year. Shows up on the doorstep, and um, I have to say, it feels like a moment just for me, which There aren't that many these days with two children and everything going on. And I feel so, I feel so luxurious and special. 
Um, and I highly recommend it. They make great gifts, these boxes, for any woman in your life, your mom, your sister, your wife. If you're looking for a great Christmas gift, I highly recommend the FabFitFun subscription. These products are full size, too. Um, it's not... They're not these little weenie size things. You get real size stuff, which is just great. FabFitFun membership also goes beyond the box itself. There are add-ons and edit sales, FabFitFun TV videos, FabFitFun community forum, all kinds of stuff. So you can make it personal. You can do it your way. So FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99, but always has a value over $200. Use coupon code YOURMOM for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. That is, again, www.fabfitfun.com. Use coupon code YOURMOM for $10 off your first box. Thank you, FabFitFun. All right, let's get into it. Uh, so we got this wonderful opening clip. As you know, I'm a fan of the talk. <laughs> Stop saying that I look like Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Stop oh. it. It's really hurtful. <laughs> I was thinking about a game. I mean, as soon as you say it, you Demon can't not me. feel. <laughs> I'm not a racist. My sister went down, going down to the mountain. Welcome, welcome to your mom's house with Tom Segura <laughs> and Christina Pajitsi. <laughs> welcome to your mom's house. <laughs> There, TikToks. <laughs> how much do you love that girl? I'm sitting here laughing so hard, thinking how many people had to say, you know, you look like Jeffrey Dahmer before she put a video out to calling all ears. Stop saying I look like it must have been so many people. She's like, I mean, then why not at least like take that advice and change your glasses or something? You know what I mean? Like do something a little different. Because the pigtails are not doing it. <laughs> as soon as she said it, I was like, oh my God, he does, she does oh, look like that right now. It's so good. You know what I love? <laughs> Is that nerds always get fucking. <laughs> nerds always get bullied and trolled. And like, they think the way to stop it is to be like, stop calling me. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have a new game. Yeah. Plan, like it's, it, you don't, you don't tell, you don't get them to stop bullying you. Yeah. Like, you guys need to stop bullying me. <laughs> I just like, it spirals. The, yeah. Stop the way to not. That I look like Jeffrey Dahmer. 
the way to not get people to bully you is the worst the way you can start it off is okay listen up everybody like then you're just you're right there you're gonna get eggs thrown at you or right. shots to the face a hundred percent like people don't care they don't care and in fact like every time i see one of these nerds get on there and be oh. like I saw you guys in my comment section leaving bad call. Like, you guys, it doesn't fucking work. Like, you just have to F all the haters. You have to ignore. They don't exist. No, bring her back up. We're not done. We are not done. She's my favorite. She is just primate. Let's, okay, and you're right, right from the jump. So let's, let's examine the TikTok. Stop saying that I look like Jeffrey Dahmer. That is a mass request to any and everyone who's listening. <laughs> That's not, hey, Kevin, stop saying I look like Jeffrey Dahmer. It's very specific. Can you bring up a picture of Jeffrey Dahmer really quick? Oh, God. Those glasses are just, just not I, and I would ne- When I saw this one, I would never expect those words to come out of that little girl's That's mouth. What I'm That's the first thing she did. <laughs> she does look like that. The glasses right here. These the glasses. These glasses are it, yeah. Especially because who goes into the, who went in? She went into Costco for glasses. And said, "Give me the Dahmers. Give me the Jeffrey Dahmer." Right, like, and especially she's so young. She actually knows that reference. That's pretty alarming. But yeah, you know, you look like a serial killer. Maybe she learned it from this. <clears throat> from that, where they call her. It's like, who's Jeffrey who the Dahmer? Fuck is that guy? <laughs> Oh, Give the me the Dahmer. The guy that killed an eight people? That's what you think I look like? That is a very distinct look. Like, that guy only kills people. That's it. That's his job. That's his, his primary gig. He is not an accountant, right? No. What is he? Is he wearing, like, mechanics coveralls? Oh, no, that's prison That's garb. prison jumpsuit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, give me the Dahmer. Stop saying that I look like Jeffrey Dahmer. Stop it. Stop it. It's really Stop hurtful. It. Oh, okay. Okay, fucking. Right. <laughs> and then she eating Arby's. A, a roast beef. <laughs> yeah, she's such a nut. Uh, oh, yeah. I just want to thank TikTok for <laughs> all this. Content. It just keeps getting better. <sighs> that was. A good um, one. I need that a drink a of water. Yeah, that was a good one. She came out of the gate hot. <laughs> I mean, I was bullied. And I think, you know, I, I got it. Honestly, I think everybody at some point gets bullied. In their life. And now yes. the, the worst thing you can try to do is to stop the world from bullying because <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like um, it's like trying to stop dumb people like we're going to put an end to, to, or, or, or something that's not stoppable. We're going to end all fires. We're going to end the whole war. It's not going to happen. So you, you got to treat your kid, teach your kids to just beat the fuck out of somebody. I, listen. You know what I'm saying? Like Since my daughter's been three, I tell her, you don't ever hit anybody. But if somebody hits you, you can hit them back. Ab- Make absolutely. sure you don't hit first, you hit last. A hundred percent. And she's like, but I'll get in trouble. I said, well, then you let me deal with that. Uh, but, but you, know, you protect sc- yourself. That's right. But in school Fuck now, yeah. they, the kid gets in trouble for hitting back. Did you know that? Your daughter uh, yes. will get suspended. I'm okay with that. Same. I'm okay with that. Same. She'll remember that even more. A hundred percent. My dad stuck up for me and they still suspended me. Yes. So, I Yeah. Especially for girls, you know. Um, but now they have the whole anti-bullying campaigns in school. Which I, I mean, I support. <laughs> I support yeah, the of message, course, of course, course. Just like to say no to drugs. Yeah, yeah good luck, know. guys. On that uh, good luck on us. that. But there's always going to be assholes. There yes. are all, and that's what life is. A hundred. That's yes. what life is. My my stepson just got his first job. He's 16. I'm very proud. I'm working at Little Caesars. Oh, pizza, pizza. And a, yeah, and a guy comes in with a hundred dollar bill and. Their rule is they can only accept 20 and under. 
He's the only male working with three, I think it was three other ladies. And one of those ladies is the manager. This guy's fucking hot. He's screaming. He's yelling. And no one knew what to do. And he finally just goes, pulls out his wallet. He goes, I have $17. But he owed like 21 He threw it on the counter. He grabbed his fucking pizzas. And he ran out. Shortened them $4. But it, it, was, it was his first time seeing like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, people are fucking assholes. Mm-hmm. Some people are just fucking assholes. And they right. all, he was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, now you're learning what life is about. 100%. Yes. And, and some people don't have the luxury of being raised by nice, loving parents, and that's how they become bullies. Yes. So you're talking about a really bigger problem other than, like, stop people from making comments. Right. Like, okay, good but luck. But you're going to confront head. it in your life. Like, yeah. I was never bullied in the sense that it was this ongoing thing all through ninth grade or right. whatever, but there were certainly instances in my life where I was bullied, you know, moments, I would say, not a course of action, but that's where right. I learned to... Every, Everyone's going to have that, whether it's in Everybody. sports or school or work, yes. all of it. It's going to and happen. I'm telling you, some girl used to beat the. Uh, there's a story I did on Comedy Central. This is not happening. Ari's show where I talk about this girl, Rosina. Was that her name? Did I just say her name? Yeah. And uh, she used to bully me in the in the locker room. And you know what I did? I punched back. Fuck yeah. I just fucking punched. I didn't yeah. say I made contact, but I punched <laughs> back. <laughs> That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do is just swing, man. Okay. So as you see, my beloved Tom is out, um, and we have such a major, awesome YMH update. So they're in Amsterdam right now, Josh Potter and Tommy, and this is the video Tom sent us today, what's going to be happening later tonight. Hey, YMH family. I'm in Amsterdam. Absolutely stunning city. Yesterday was Berlin. Well, after the war fell, we got bananas on the east side. That's what I learned. Um, I'm going to go to the gym. And uh, I am, I really am. Pre-show workout. The two shows here in Amsterdam. Then I'm going to go to the red light district with Josh and hopefully hire the hottest prostitute to make him come. That's what I'm trying to do. He said that he was down, so just got to find an ATM, and it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, anyways, I always miss doing the show, and I'm glad that uh, Gene and Ryan are doing it, uh, the beginning of it for me. Hope you enjoy the episode. Lots of love. I'll give you another update soon. Oh, there you have it. So as you know, Josh Potter can't come. I do know. And I think if there's any place in the world. The world, Christina. Yeah. And have the you been to infamous, Amsterdam? I have. Yeah, and have you been to the red light district? I, I was 16 years old. I, <laughs> I made a soccer team that was like a, uh, you know, one of those Olympic developmental teams. They have a bunch of these teams. It was a, I was under uh, I was under 17, a USA teams, not team. I want to be real clear about that. Um, it was like a regional one. And we went over and we went to Amsterdam and I went to the red light district. And at 16 years old, I saw shit I still haven't yeah. seen today. Same. Yeah. Can you bring up image? Let's see if we can, because I think people should see this. It's pretty fascinating. When I went, I was filming that sh- a Showtime thing with Bert, Bert Chrysler. Oh, yeah. The fattest, That's most right. racist <laughs> comedian working today. We did a Showtime thing, and I don't know, what was that, a decade ago, maybe now. And uh, it's fascinating. There you go. As you can see, so yeah. the women, they kind of, they stand in these glass boxes with doors on them and they a cat and the and inside that little room there's a sink and a bed and then they open the door they knock on the glass and they kind of cat call to the men 
walking through the streets and it's just rows and rows and rows and rows. And a lot of these are really beautiful women from the Ukraine, from, from all over. I think Yoshi loves Amsterdam um, for this reason. And what's really cool, if, if, did you ever see the alarm go off? No. So what happens sometimes if a John skips out and doesn't pay an alarm goes off oh. and you see the pimps and all like they, these women are protected and the cops and everybody, they run and they get the guy and they beat the shit out of him. It's pretty fucking amazing. Um, so I'm so curious to see which one of these fine ladies uh, Josh will choose. Now, when I was there too, I believe I asked, I asked one of the prostitutes what her rate was. And I think she said 50 or 60 euro for anything. And that was in the red light district. And what is that in U.S. dollars? <sighs> Maybe like a hundred bucks. That's it? Yeah. Oh, my that, God. I don't even know if what the exchange is. If he, Maybe a hundred bucks. I mean, they are going to the capital of make you come right yeah. now. So <laughs> on planet Earth. I know. Do you, Except for maybe some places in Asia. Asia, too. Yeah. I think, isn't Thailand a big yeah. one? Wherever my dad goes is kind of like... <laughs> the, the, the Philippines. <laughs> Wonderful locations. He go, It's for the culture. He's going to enjoy the right. scenery, yeah, yeah, the yeah. museums in Thailand. <laughs> well, if it doesn't happen here, I mean, good luck, Josh. Good luck. I know. I'm curious which chick he's going to pick. I know. I can't wait to see his taste. Because they are very aggressive. I, I have a feeling he's going to go for the one, because it's like a musical. They, they knock on the door, hey, baby, hey, baby. And then they'll be like, come here, come here. You with the, you with the hat, mm -hmm. you with the glasses. You look like you da, 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 da. They do solicit. So I have a feeling it's going to be a woman who's very persistent persuasive i don't know what josh's type is does, does he have like does he like blondes or brunettes do we know i think he just likes vaginas yeah i was gonna say i don't think he's picky <laughs> yeah. well i am so excited tom sent in a second video did he not yeah there was a second one go check your email he said he sent in a second one uh have you ever seen a hooker Ever seen one? Have you ever been with a hooker? I've never been with one, but I've seen, You've them, seen them a lot. Yeah. 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 There's a place in Baltimore I used to go eat, and the um, truckers would go, and that was the host stroll <laughs> for the truckers. That was true. Yeah. Um, Chaps Pit Beef, shout out Chaps. <laughs> lot they're, lizards. They're the let me tell you something, the best pit beef <laughs> in the probably the world. It's the red light district of pit beef. But right there where a lot of the truckers would come through, they would stroll, right? Just on the median. Just yeah, on the, you know, yeah. like on the grass, sucks. right? You know, like, and I was sucks. like, man. Well, that's the great part about Amsterdam uh, and that district is like, look, it, this is always going to happen. Yes. You may as well protect it, put, commodify it, tax There's it. There's a certain class protect the to women. it. You know, upscale class to it. It's not Oh, you think like it's a, the same video? It's not, it's not, I, I don't know. I think so. Let I me take I, a look on my phone. Yeah, I think it was just, uh, you sent it on iCloud and then you sent it as an actual attachment. Ah, like, so I don't think there's a follow-up. No, he said another vid to play. How oh, done? No, yeah, that that was where I downloaded oh. it from. Oh yeah, okay, sorry. I was making sure we didn't miss out on a word of my. No, yeah, I'm sure next week on the next episode we'll be getting an update. I cannot <laughs> I fucking wait. What happened Come just on. now? What do you think? Do you think it's gonna happen? Ooh, um, I don't know, cause I don't think it's that you know the thing that's holding Josh back is well, you know, she doesn't want to do what. I want. Yeah. I don't think that's his problem. So although a hooker will do whatever you want, that doesn't solve Josh's problem. It doesn't solve the problem. I think the problem is intimacy. I think he needs to really connect with somebody and then and feel loved and, and supported, and then he can relax. 
Well, I mean, I, th- I think like these these hookers are pretty good at role play, right? I mean, they are professionals. Maybe, but they- you don't have much time. Like you get in there, and sorry, what were you going to say? I interrupted no, you. No, 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 no. Just that they could fake. Fake being a mom. Yeah, fake. No, fake showing <laughs> <mom>. support. <laughs> That's not what Hurry I said. Up. The kids are waiting. <laughs> I fold this laundry while you hit it from behind. <laughs> but you know, like role playing, like intimacy and stuff like that. Like, yeah. you know, before getting into it, just like, how's your day? You know, stuff like that. But I gotta tell you, so you saw those booths, right? It they're literally tiny glass rooms like the one you guys are in, and there's a sink and then a twin bed. And then you go you go in, she closes the curtain. So like you know, you're in a foreign environment. It's uh, ugh. And I imagine she just like washes her hand. I don't hands, think that's a problem for Josh. Plus, yeah. I don't think being in a foreign environment is... I think she's going <laughs> to shove a thumb up his ass and he's going to come buckets. That's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> I think she's going to unleash a fucking demon out of that kid. <laughs> I'm going to suggest Tom do more than one because if he can't come Agreed. with one... It could be her. Yeah. It could be her if you just try to And maybe him getting so pent up and built up, like he's going to have to release. <gasps> that's the method. That's the method, right? Like, he's going to have to jizz at some point. Otherwise, it's going to hurt, right? You get blue balls if you don't bust nuts. Yeah, yeah, but he, but but he could do that. You do th- it yeah, yourself. That's how he no, usually, he we, says that's how he usually does it, though, is that he we, goes with the woman and then he finishes off But himself. we don't let him do it himself. We just keep going and finding <laughs> another chick. Put and, his hands in casts. Yeah, it's like when you're, toilet, you're potty training, pull-ups aren't an option. Nope. You have to use the toilet. Mm-hmm. So wait, you're saying... Tom should take him to his first prostitute and yes. before he busts, be like, no, wait, Josh, stop. I'm going to take you to the next one. Now. No, no. He can, if he doesn't bust with the first one, hold that nut. You're not allowed to touch it. We're going to, we're going to ride this bitch until you bust nuts. How with many, one of these bitches. We're just going to go down the road, dude. How many hookers do you think they're going to go through in one night? I don't know. As much money as Tommy's got. I don't, Josh can end up getting jumped into the Amsterdam gang. <laughs> They fuck him, then none of them will respect him over there at the red like this. Like, fuck you, Josh. <laughs> you fucked all of us here. We don't respect you. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my gosh. Well, <clears throat> good luck, Josh. I hope you come. I can't wait to get good the update. Luck, I cannot wait to get the update. We have a fun clip. Um, let's tee this up. What's going on here, Nadav? Okay, so uh, this is a video of, uh, of a guy. There's no volume on this. So, Christina, I want you oh, shit. to give really? a play-by-play of what's happening. Okay. All right, there's a guy in a, behind a jewelry counter. looks like a counter of some kind. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait, did it already happen? Yep. So there's just a guy casually standing there at a cash register, and there's just a pile of shit under him. And he's in flip-flops. Oh, <laughs> and he's standing in the poo. Dude, why do you wear flip-flops? Never wear flip-flops in public. So, yeah, here, like, so oh, we're going to watch it again. Start. Yeah, 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 go, Cause, go. Because I, I missed a, it. I, I'm fascinated by this video. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, look for oh, it. Oh, oh, Check this part out. This is, the, this is the professional move. Hold on. Hold on. Checking his phone like nothing happened. Oh, that fuck. is so crazy. <laughs> I oh. wish I was that composed when I shit myself. I know, right? Oh my! Yeah, because it's like I like I like I told you. I said on the show that I yeah. shit myself this year. Yeah, uh, I shared one. You know, I think one instance, but I cannot check my phone. I cannot look anything. No. My face looks like I just shit of myself. Of course, this guy is a pro. Bolt. He's done this before. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he knows that the move is to just look on your phone. You know, if the smell doesn't hit oh, you. Oh, God, the smell. Just, how could it yeah. not? Well, this is diarrhea. This is not yeah, a lot. That's got to be This instant. is an emergency. This is an emergency. Yeah, let's look at it Because Oh. F- look at these moves. Oh, God. Look, yeah, he I goes. Mean, look at it. You know what it is? Oh, and oh, I, eyebrows oh, don't oh, even oh, raise. Oh, and I saw the yeah. pant waffle. Oh. Like, I saw the movement of the short. So I think he went to fart and he sh- and he sharded. Look, look. Watch the wind. Oh, well, we there's a there's yeah, a slight. we'll start at the beginning again. Yeah. Let's look at the. See how. Oh, see? Yeah. He farts and then. Whoa. He yeah. slides it back. Wow, you saw the fart. Oh. Thank you. I'm the brown Whoa. detective. Oh, brown detective. Brown lock. Let me tell you. Because oh. I've done this. This is exactly what happens when you brown like that. Because one time I was standing in the kitchen oh, without no. underwear on and I was wearing my pajama bottoms and I farted and this exact thing happened, but then come out the bottom. I just sharded all over my legs. And it was liquid? Yeah, like, it was just like, like that. this liquid? Yes. And I, because I had pizza the night before from this place. Anyway, the thing is, it's shocking at first because you're trying in your mind. You're like, yeah, but I just farted. There's no way there's brown. But it's only a fart. Like he's still going, it's just a fart. It's just a fart. And then he goes, oh my God, it's not. Pretend like, be cool. Be you cool. don't think he felt the hot brown on his leg? And, yeah. And, Underneath his foot, between his flip flop. Now he does, yeah. But at the first moment of denial, see, he's farting. He's pushing. There it is. There's the wind. Oh, oh. And now, now he knows. He looks down. He confirms it. Oh fuck! And he's looking around like, did anyone see that? Out comes Get the, the phone. phone. Yep. <sighs> wow, I could watch Look, this clip guy, forever. Yeah, the guy working doesn't smell it yet. Doesn't smell it yet. So actually, I'm I'm That's wondering if when that guy smells it and if he accuses him. I know. Does is there? Does this video go any longer? No, that's the whole video. Because I want to know I mean, what this guy does after he's accused. Yes. Did you just shit? Does he play it off like, "Hey, that was here when I got here"? No matter what he says, it's on their camera. Oh no! <laughs> that, I know. that is mounted up I here know. in the store. <laughs> I mean, I want to know. Gotta fess up. This is like this is a nail biter. I am more excited to see what happens here. Oh, oh. God. Damn, he slides it with his, oh, and he's sloshing it. God, it, oh. God damn it. <laughs> so but I feel incomplete. I have to know what happens. Is that the end of it? Is there no saying. more of that? There That's the whole all? video. It is. Here's what I would do. I would come clean immediately. Why don't you just come clean and be like, bro. I'd just say, come clean it up. Shit. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you come clean, then yeah. they're gonna be like, "Here's a mop. Yeah. Clean up yeah. your shit." Yeah. Like, sorry. The question is, Happens are you okay with doing that, or just kind of pawn it off on someone or that works there? I might do what he's doing. Actually, it's yeah. just being like, "All right, dude. Thanks. Bye bye now." And then just track. I mean, you're tracking. Yes. I think this guy's you're... gone through enough trial and error to know this is the path of least resistance. Yes. If you try to sprint right now, you risk slipping in that. Oh my god. And falling right there, all in it, and then you're busted. Can I? If you tr- if you hustle out of there, you'll track little shit footprints all the way Ooh. out the door. Ooh. I mean, you gotta can, just you gotta own that. Be like, listen, man, it, I know yeah. wh- while you're dusting off that thing right there, can you uh, point me to your restroom because I gotta finish the shit I just took <laughs> on your floor. <laughs> can I finish the shit I just started in your store in the <laughs> restroom? So, and then I'll come back. So Ryan, you you would confess to it immediately? <laughs> I would have to. I just I would know that. Look. In today's world, if you don't think there's a camera on you wherever you are at any second, you're a fool. So I would fess up to that because I would know. Plus, the way I am, I already saw that camera when I walked in that yeah, store. I, I know. know that thing's there. This is the most compelling argument. This is why I get so upset when I see people wearing flip-flops in the streets. This is the most compelling argument why you should be wearing <laughs> fucking closed-toe shoes, dude. 
I'm serious. Like when I go to New York City in the middle of summer and I see people walking in flip flops, I'm like, there is nasty shit on the floor. There's fucking hypodermic needles, garbage, dog shit, human shit. You got to wear shoes, bro. You could shit your pants. Hold on. So the reason to wear flip flops is because you might shit your pants yes. and it might get in your flip flop. Of course. Oh, this is the, the. I'm telling you, the worst part of this cleanup is his feet. RSV. I agree. The worst part of this cleanup today is getting that out of that Get, out of his foot. Getting it up out of that pinky toenail that's stuck up in there. All right, let's take a break to thank our sponsors. This episode of Your Mom's House is brought to you by Calm. Calm. Are you struggling to sleep these days? You're not alone. One in three U.S. adults doesn't get enough sleep. And if you're not sleeping enough, it can affect your cognitive functions during the day like learning, problem-solving, and decision-making. Don't I know it? That's why we're partnering with Calm, the number one app for sleep. Sleep deficiency does serious damage, not just to your brain, but to your body as well. The sleepless are more prone to accidents, weight gain, and depression. With Calm, you'll discover a whole library of programs designed to help you get the sleep your brain and body needs, like soundscapes and over a hundred sleep stories narrated by soothing voices like Jerome Flynn from Game of Thrones and Stephen Fry. I love Calm. I do this um, on airplanes, actually, when I need to chill. So if you want to seize the day, sleep the night, with the help of Calm, right now, your mom's house listeners get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash mom. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash mom. 40 million people have downloaded Calm. Find out why at calm.com slash mom. Are you trying to be bald? <laughs> Is that what you want? <laughs> it's terrible. Take it from me. I waited too long. I wish I had a big flowing head of beautiful hair, man. I had it back like 15 years ago. I could run my hand through the top of my head and just throw it back, you know, mm. throw it over the top like that. Feels so good. I get je sometimes I just look at our young children's heads and I'm like, man, look at that hair. Mm. They just got, they got more hair than they know what to do with. Mm. If you want to be like that, you got to take care of it. You got to watch it closely. When it starts thinning, you got to act right away. Don't be like Tom. I waited too long. <laughs> the best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it the moment you notice. I'm telling you, man, once it's gone, it's gone. Well, guess what? There's something you can do. You go to forhims.com, the one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. These people know what's up. Hims is helping guys be the best versions of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. No gas station pills. This is real prescription solutions backed by science. The best part is you don't have to leave your house. 4HIMS connects you to a real doctor online, which can save you hours. Completely confidential and discreet. You answer a few quick questions. Doctor reviews it. Determine it's the right fit for you. You can get the prescription to hair treat loss sent right to your door. How amazing is that? You never get up and go. Mm. It just arrives at your door. That's everything, everything nice in the world. Order now. Our listeners can get started with the Hymns Complete Hair Kit for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last and subject to doctor's approval. See website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy somewhere else. Go to 4 
slash mom. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash mom. Forhims.com slash mom. You know, Mommy, every time somebody comes into our bathroom and they see or quip toothbrushes, they always comment on how beautiful they are and they have so many questions because style. It's, it's style and it's so unique. And I clip, I put mine um, in the shower. You have yours in the custom place by your, you sink. Know, your yeah. sink stuff. Um, and it's quip, quip, quip. We love them. Quip's sensitive vibrations with a built-in timer. Guide gentle brushing for the dentist recommended two minutes with 30-second pulses ensuring an even clean. Best part about Quip, they deliver brush heads to you every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule, which is so, so lovely. Yeah. It is, because why are you using the same? Some people use the same toothbrush for years. It's so disgusting. The sleek, intuitive design is simple to use and comes with a travel cap that doubles as a mirror mount. That's the feature I love. These thoughtful features make brushing something you actually want to do twice a day. Good habits matter to live a healthier life. So help form fresh oral health habits with Quip. Quip starts at just $25 and you'll get your first refill free at getquip.com slash mom. This is a simple way to support our show and start brushing better. But you have to go to getquip.com p.com slash mom to get your first refill free go right now to get uh sorry go right now to get quip.com slash mom thank you quip by the way who's joining us on this episode afterwards uh this one uh yakov smirnoff oh, is gonna be on this one. you're oh, gonna love this so tom will join uh, as you see we kind of piece these things together separately tom will be here for the yakov smirnoff he was such a great interview you guys are going to be very pleasantly astonished actually I was and just how sensitive and intelligent and wonderful um, Yakov was. I still think about that interview that we did it a couple weeks ago and I still think about him and I, I just love him. Remember him from the 80s? He's a Yeah, very, we very had famous. him on uh, um, the crap piece but oh, he was fantastic. God, I, I love him. His, his stories are amazing. Let's do Tommy's dates first since I did mine first last time. Okay, Tom Seguera out on the, uh, the road. God damn, my sweet love. My sweet fire love. Okay, so T is in Amsterdam tonight. He's going to be in Paris, London, Salford, Dublin, Kingston, New York, 11-6 he returns. And then November 7th, he's in New York again. Uh, two shows. They added a show at the Beacon Theater. And then Ben Salem, Pennsylvania on the 8th of November. That's our band of Smurferny. And then November 9th, Buffalo, New York, uh, the 10th. Syracuse at the Landmark Theater, November 13th, Chartlet <laughs> at the Evans Auditorium, <laughs> November 14th, Pensacola, and then uh, November 15th, Lake Charles, Louisiana, November 16th, Austin, Texas, uh, two shows there, the 17th again, Austin at the Paramount Theater, and then the 29th, Melbourne, Florida, that's right after Pink Gaming, uh, the 30th, he's in Miami, and then uh, we go into December. Holy shit. Erie, Columbus, Columbus, Grand Rapids. And then Windsor, Ontario, my birth. That is my birth city. Whoop, whoop. And then Honolulu for New Year's. Very exciting. Tickets for Tommy are tomsegura.com. Uh, myself, I'm going to be doing flappers in the YooHoo room, a residency every Thursday. Come see me. I'm just like throwing shit against the wall. I'm just talking to people in the room, you know, figuring it out. Uh, Seattle, Portland, November 22nd and 23rd. Tickets are almost completely gone for that. And then into 2020. 
Uh, let's do this. January 30th, Houston Improv. March 13th, Miami Improv. March 26th, Addison Improv in Dallas. April 3rd and 4th, Caroline's at Jew Dork Titties. And I think I'm going to have Shuli from the Howard Stern Show opening for me, Caroline's, which I'm so excited about. April 24th and 25th, Des Moines at the Funny Bone in Iowa. And then June 12th through 13th, Phoenix, Arizona at Stand Up Live. Tickets at Christina P. Online. Thank you very much. God bless you. Oh, merch. Do we have anything to plug-wise, merch-wise? Check out the store, uh, tomsegura.com slash, is it merch? Store. No, store. tomsegura.com slash store for all. Click on that, mommy. What's the link? Merch. Uh, if you, yeah, if you go to merchmethod.com slash tomsegura, you'll see mm-hmm. everything that we have for sale. Two bears, one cave shirts, tour shirts, posters, hats. Wear the bodies G shirts. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Drifter Drew. Dark shirts. Just so much stuff. So much stuff. Uh, do you have anything to plug? Uh, when does this come out? I don't know. Next, next week. week. Uh, yeah, Denver. Come see me, Denver. Uh, I'm at the Comedy Works South, oh. November 21st through the 23rd. Sounds good. Uh, l- listen to the Honeydew. Listen to where my mom's at. Yeah. Enjoy this part coming up with Yakov Smirnov. Thank you for uh, listening, downloading, and ta-ta their TikToks. Until next time. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have this guest with us here today. I feel like you were a huge part of my life. My parents adored you. I adore you. <laughs> Thank you. Grew up with you. And I can't believe I'm having like the privilege to sit here and be in the same space as you. So please welcome Yakov Smirnov. Come on, yeah, everybody. Yeah, fucking yeah, 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 yeah. Hello. <laughs> no, it's awesome, man. <laughs> it's amazing you. that Thank you're Thank you. here. Thank you. And I'm honored to be here. I oh. admire your work. And so it's... It's great that uh, to see what you guys accomplished and how comfortable it is to be here. Well, so, thanks, thank man. You. I mean, it's it's so fun to be. I mean, still, like we talk about it all the time. Our favorite thing is to hang out with comedians, you know. Yes. And um, I I love like when a comedian has been doing it longer than me <laughs> and is still like I feel like loves like you you love doing stand up I love know? it and totally. that that's inspiring to me Thank you, you know Thank so you. I really yeah. en- I enjoy that man cuz you know we both um remember you know being kids and uh seeing you know at, when you're a kid you get exposure is seeing like a one of the stand up shows you know right. like a live at the improv or yeah or a Rodney Danger Rodney yes. yes and yeah. and like uh yeah you're one of the pioneers mm-hmm. of what's today like such a huge art form yes. stand up so popular yes but it's because of guys like you who like well, paved that way man well thank you thank and you. who did it in not their native language that's another which is, level yeah. But so for those of you who don't know, the reason I'm so familiar with you and loved you so much, my parents escaped from communism in 1969 from Hungary. Oh, okay. So for those listening, a lot of people don't remember, but the Russians had annexed much of Central Eastern Europe. Yes. And um, so I, I had nothing to you do with that, that personally. <laughs> yeah, I blame you. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Um, so my fa- my parents essentially, you know, we had to learn to speak Russian. The Russian, the communists didn't allow freedom of religion or any of that stuff. And sure. food was hard to come by. It was a very messed up time. Um, but they escaped. And seeing you on television, and you were from, what part of Russia are you? I'm from uh, Ukraine. Ukraine? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. Oof, deep. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. You're in, you guys are in the news all the time. Yes, yeah. we are. Yes, we are. Yeah. But, but it's Where? interesting. 
where? Yeah, like specific. Oh, Odessa. Odessa, Odessa the yes. Black sea, yeah. That's its own yeah. language, yes. too. You guys speak your own. Yes. Thing. And you had, Odessa. even though you had shortages in uh, Hungary and you didn't have anything close to our shortages. Really? You know? Oh, my goodness. You guys we got were, it worse than we did. We were dreaming to go to Hungary, <laughs> oh, you know? Shit. We were hungry to go to Hungary. <laughs> Man. <laughs> but yeah. how's, how does it, like, I mean, the whole idea of, just you know uh, immigrating and, and and that is in and of itself is a thing but how do you even entertain the idea of I'm gonna, like were you a fan of stand-up actually I was a successful comedian there I was 26 when I left so I was doing comedy since I was like 15 stand-up was what? big there or but how? well there's no big. freedom of speech that's correct how did you that's do correct. it well we had when you become when you want to be a professional comedian you have to submit your material to Department of Jokes. And it's part of Minister of Culture, right? And they have Department of Music, Department of Dance, department, all the departments and bureaucrats are basically telling you this, you can't do this. Do they give you any notes like oh, creatively? Yeah. What or are the just guys? No, like not, not creative, they're just like, this no. This is not gonna hit. Yeah, no. this is not gonna happen, this is not gonna happen, you know? And, and you push the envelope just a little bit, but you can get in big trouble if you, big if you, yeah. you end up in a gulag somewhere. That's yeah? right. That's no, right. literally. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was happening during my time. It was just you would get fired or get fired at. But um, they weren't killing people or putting them away during that time in the 60s and so. But we got this information from our mother's milk that don't mm-hmm. say anything because people right. disappeared. And in, in thousands and thousands, just by telling a, a wrong joke or wrong story or anything. Well, let me stop you real quick, because we're so used to the infrastructure of the American comedy scene, meaning yes. like there's, you know, there's clubs all over the country, sure. and, it's, and it's such a big thing now. Back then, when you're like, I was already a successful comedian, yes. how often were you doing shows and where were you doing shows? Well, uh, everything was owned by the government. Uh-huh. So... Um, including theaters and including clubs. Lounges and bars. Yeah, no, there was very little. It was very straightforward. It's normally a, you know, 2,000 or 1,000 seat theater. Okay. There's no alcohol. There's not, you know. But it's popular. It's obviously a a thing. It's enough to, to, eventually I was doing okay, you know, and then I started working on the cruise ships. I call it the love barge, but it was still... It was still a cruise ship, and that's uh, where I was able to perform, and that's where I got introduced to idea even, because we were not allowed to see or communicate or be with anybody from outside Soviet Union. So foreigners who would come, they would make sure that the KGB was around them, so there was no contact. Because, Jesus. Well, the they didn't way, want you to get polluted by their thoughts. The yeah. way the, you control the, the socialist society is by cutting off the information from the outside, so religion is gone, uh, no contact with anybody outside, and then TV just pumps the propaganda towards you. Yeah. And in our case, you know, I, I tell a joke that we had two channels. Channel one was propaganda. <laughs> channel two, there was a KGB officer telling you to turn back to channel one. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's that was our reality. And uh, we didn't know anything. And here I get on the cruise ship and I was 
so first of all, had my own room. I mean, uh, prior to that, I lived in a communal apartment with nine families in one which apartment. Is, which is, by the way, something that the communists did. They came and they the government would take over private property, exactly. right? So now if you had a nice big house, let's say you were a successful person, the government would go, well, guess what? We're going to take this house and yes. now all these other families are going to come live with That's you. That's right. So they, the government would take over, which is yeah, crazy, shit, crazy. Crazy, yeah. crazy. And so each family had a room in the apartment. So it could be like a library or a den or a bedroom or whatever. It, and so there was nine of nine families in one apartment. Yeah. So I tell a joke, you know, when my parents wanted to be romantic and we were living in the same room, they would send me to look out the window. And then my dad would say, so what do you see in the window? I said, our neighbor's being romantic. And he said, how can you tell? I said, because their son is looking at me. So that was our, that was the, the life that we lived. No phone, no car, uh, long lines for food. It was just normal Soviet um, existence. Yeah. And how long does it take between the first thought of I'm going to leave and actually, you know what I mean? Like when, yes. when do you start going like, I'm going to, I'm going to get out, out of here. I'll tell you, I'll tell you an interesting story that, that happened that triggered for me that thought. Um, I was working on the cruise ship and um, they offered me one gig for a week mm -hmm. to, just to test me. And I did a good job and they asked me to go again. And I said, well, I've been touring um, and I haven't seen my parents for about a year, so I'd like to bring them on the boat. Or if you can pay me, then I can buy a cabin for them as well. And they were just shocked that I even requested anything like that. And they just said, get the hell out of here. There's really? no way. Yeah, there's no way you ever. We have hundreds of people like you. Get out. So I left and I go home and um, I tell my parents, you know, and I tried and they kicked me out. And so we kind of accepted that as normal Soviet life. Mm -hmm. And then two hours later, um, the knock on the door, a messenger comes in with two sets of, of tickets for my parents and mm -hmm. for me. And I'm like, I never heard of anything. My parents are like, we never heard of anything like that happening. What, what's going on? So we get on board and I asked the cruise director, I said, what happened? He said, well, the ship normally is leased to some other foreign countries, you know, could be Britain, could be America, could be. So captain and others like <clears throat> upper crew goes with the ship. So they learned some things from capitalists. And uh, I guess when the captain found out that I'm not going to be on the ship, he went back to the company and said, even if you need to give him my own cabin, mm. I want him on the ship. Really? And I, yes. And I swear to you, I, I went, wait, I said to the cruise director, I said, wait, let me, let me get this. Hold on. I, don't, I never heard this. Are you saying that there are places in the world, if people are more talented and they can <laughs> do something more than average person, that they will get rewards? <laughs> I, I know it sounds yeah. crazy. Right, you grow up, you yeah. grow up yes. with it. We never heard of it. My parents yeah. never heard of it. So that was the light bulb went, wow. 
<laughs> we need to get out of here. <laughs> and that's how it started. Holy shit. Can I take man. one step back? Sure. Those jokes that you told us, yes. were those approved by the, the Ministry of Humor? No. No. What, most what are of the, the guidelines like? Uh, the guidelines, you can't talk about politics, government, sex, religion. The rest, <laughs> the rest is fine. You there's know, I mean, there's about. like mother-in-law jokes and yeah, animal yeah. animal jokes. And it just, it's, it's really very limited. But there was an interesting art form that, to be able to come up with material that would be acceptable by the bureaucrat, but people could hear behind the joke. Right, they heard the something meaning. different. Yeah, right. And so that was an art form that was kind of that really makes you work at it, though. Y y you have to, yeah. yeah. But it was a great training in comedy to be able to have a limited amount. If it's like. The, an athlete who trains for Olympics and you run in the sand because that's harder. Sure, yes. That's right. And then you show up on normal, you know, you're runway like, oh, and man. you're good. Yeah. So when mm -hmm. you go through that ship experience where you're like, oh, people get rewarded for being talented, it plants a seed in your head. Yes. And then how long from then until you actually? Do you escape, by the way? No, no, no. There was a window that I, because I was in that environment that people were talking to me, I was previewed to some information that most people were not because uh, Jimmy Carter was at that time, uh, was very much for human rights. And, and he said, and the Russians were starving. So they, he said, you show some human rights and allow people out and we will give you some wheat. So mm -hmm. we were exchanged for some tons of wheat, oh literally. And they exported so now, you yeah. in exchange for so how old are you? How old are you when that? I was 26 when wow. we left, yeah. And yeah. you leave with your parents? Parents, yeah. yeah. <gasps> we are. That's so fortunate. It was, but it yeah. was also another trick that the Soviet government did. They would say, if a young person wants to leave, they have to take their parents with them <laughs> mm -hmm. because they didn't want to take care of the parents, right. Right? right? But it was a trick because most older parents did not want to go. Oh, right. So mm -hmm. m most of the time the answer would be, no, we're not going. Right, because they and don't want to pick up and leave when they're 70. Exactly, yeah. and my, my dad was into listening to Voice of America, he was... That's what my dad listened to. It, uh, That's what inspired him. I think Americans should listen to Voice yeah. of America sometimes. That's what my dad said, I wanna come to America because of yeah. that. He yeah. would get that one show. Yes, yes. And the Beatles too, it was yeah. Britain, but yeah. Yeah. he loved it, Coca-Cola. Yeah. He would find somewhere to get a bottle of Coca-Cola <laughs> yes. with my mother, and that was just like, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta go to America. Because <laughs> it was so wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't have, I remember, making a bootleg copies of the Beatles because they were outlawed in the Soviet Union <laughs> because they had long hair and yeah. that would not be yeah yes, that it's music true. just like the gays just like right. the gays radio free right. yeah radio free free Europe, Europe. yeah that's my dad yeah. listened to yeah. and listen to the Beatles yeah. on there yeah. and yeah. oh my god yeah. so okay. you but they come with you and where do you land where we land in New York in New York yeah and you set up shop there you like you guys well we didn't have anything, so we literally, what the Soviet government wanted to do is to give an example of how terrible it is <laughs> to consider leaving, oh, you know? Right. They're yeah. like rats leaving the ship, you know? It's like, 
So they would make everything. It took us two years to get out. And the first thing they do, they fire you from work. Mm -hmm. And so you have no means. So most people watching this struggle go, I'm not doing that. And so we were able to, my dad was an inventor and he was able to create something that really gave us an opportunity to get out. And and so um, we had a little bit of money to survive this. Most people didn't. So when we come to America and they exchange us, when we left, they exchanged each person $100 you could have to take with you. That's it. Jesus. And then a couple of suitcases of clothing and just whatever, you know, necessities. And that's it. And that's how we came to New York. So by the time we got there, we didn't. Now, what did your folk, because they're, you know, older than you, what do they think of New York when you get there? Well, it was mixed emotion. My dad was very excited. Mom was still scared. She didn't think I'll be able to. I didn't speak English. So yeah. I was the only person, you know, who could make a living. And, they, you know, I had to start from scratch. So there was a lot of fear from her. Yeah. And it was obviously on all of us. We felt very excited on one hand, but also very scared. Sure. You know, and... Uh, so at one point, mom was like saying, I, I don't know how, what my purpose here is. There I knew my purpose. Right. I could go to a store for milk. I can go to a store for bread. I stand in line. Right. I get food for my family, and I feel productive. Uh, here you can walk into a, a supermarket and get everything you need f in an hour or for a week. And she said, what am I going to do here? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah I know. It's a problem. Right. First world problem. First world problem. And yeah. I said, Mom, there's DNV. You can go stand in line just to, <laughs> just to feel at home, you know? So, yeah, yeah. So, but little by little, they both got. And did you write? I mean, well, so you don't speak English. So you got to start working How on. did you learn English? I went, I got, uh, I saw an ad that um, was um, advertising bartending school. And I remember that in the cruise ship, bartenders were in the same room as I was performing. They were just on the other side of the room. And I thought, oh, that would be cool. If I become a bartender, then I can learn the language and then just start performing. That, that was just intuitively, I just came up with that. And, but I didn't speak English. So, but, and they needed $200 to, to go to that school, which was hard to get, but somehow we scraped it and find it. And I went to bartending school for two weeks, got the de degree of mixologist, <laughs> and I had no idea what I was talking. I mean, I didn't speak, so I would bring a tape recorder, um, which was like a big tape recorder, and I would record all the lessons, and then I managed, I. I was relentless that I'm going to learn the language. So I, w I knew that if I have a girlfriend that's American, then she will teach me yeah. how to speak English. And so I, could, I would walk up to strangers or to people I knew, and I said, do you have a girlfriend for me? <laughs> I swear. And at, at one point, somebody said, you know what, I know somebody who might be interested in you. And so we met and we liked each other. And so she lived in New York near United Nations and 
I would bring my tape recorder. My school was on 42nd Street and 5th Avenue. I would walk over, bring my tape recorder, and then she would buy some, you know, drinks, and we would mix them and drink them. And so I was learning English and learning about American women at the wow. same time. And yeah. how are they different from Russian women? Um, oh, wow. That's, a, that's an interesting topic. Um, I think American women are more, a lot more, they had a lot longer time for women's libs, so they are a lot more open in sexually and not, the Russian women are a lot more conservative. Uh-huh. So, and especially in those days, it was like, you mean I, I do that with you? Wait, how's that work? You know, whatever. It was just all new to me. Sure. But, so this I is way more fun. Like yeah, it. those yeah. American yeah. sluts. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Loose American women. What a country. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Because back in the ooh, back in the Ukraine, yeah. back in Odessa. Yes. I mean, did you have to get married to hook up in that culture? Like uh, more stringent. Yeah. It like, was much more stringent. Yeah. And I actually dated a Hungarian girl okay. at one point. That Again. I met on the cruise ship. How was that? Yutka was her name. Oh, Yutka. that was my Beautiful. stepmom's name. Yeah. Is that right? Beautiful. What's her last that? name? Nice. Uh, yeah. She was I don't nice, know. Though, right? Yeah. I, very <laughs> nice. Nice tits very situation. Nice tits. Everything nice tits, nice ass. Everything was nice. That's what my dad always yes. said yeah. about my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Nice tits, nice ass. <laughs> <laughs> so did you but like But being the in the communal apartment, yeah. wait for your parents... You invite the girl, and, yeah, and you know it's it, you have to send them to the movies, yeah. and and they show up early, and the whole thing is just yeah. It, well, my dad this says this country's just straight up hose. Yeah, hose. Yeah. My dad told me back in in Budapest that they the the kids would just make out in the park. Like that's yes. what the there's this island called the Margitsiget Island, and it's where teenagers just yes. basically fuck in the park. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they would and the police would walk around with flashlights. <laughs> Not flashlight, but a flashlight, <laughs> yeah. and just and the point that you know, and you're like, um, yeah. break it up, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've off. got what's your who's your first American girlfriend? Do you remember her name? Uh, Naomi was her name. That's oh, the cute. yeah, Naomi, and she was a registered nurse, so I felt safe um, <laughs> in in that way. And she was uh, she was a great person to be with, and uh, she was taking me to different places. For her, it was a great to show um, an, a new person America, and uh, and for me, it's per- it was perfect for what I what I needed. But this is also during the Cold War, yeah. No, yes, so yes. so we're Americans, kind of like whoa, Ruski kick rocks you know what i'm saying like we don't i never felt no. that no, no anti-russian I, no for some reason maybe i don't know it just i just actually was embraced because there was so much tension between the united states and the soviet union and yeah. the images that you guys were growing up with Brezhnev yeah. with one eyebrow and <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. and khrushchev banging his shoe on the, yeah. on the podium yeah. at the united nations all of that was like, you know, and here I show up and I'm kind of likable, funny guy and yeah. I tell jokes at the bar and then people tip me and I go, yeah, that was a good one, you know? Yeah. So, you know, and uh, that's, uh, I never felt that. How about was, now? How about in this current climate? It's still, it's still somehow I've been very blessed to 
not get to be you know i'm i'm not colluding you know right. i was probably <laughs> i was probably the only guy who was not interviewed by Mueller. you yeah. know so um so i yeah. guess you know that somehow i have a pass you know yeah. to be able to and and now i'm kind of i'm excited to share with americans when i go to the comedy store or i do show at my theater in branson i have an opportunity to share with americans what socialism can be like and and yes it was an extreme form but socialism is socialism it just it just doesn't work with capitalism and that is an opportunity for me to just say hey guys let me draw you a picture of what it was like so, so what how do you feel about like the you know a big part of a lot of the <laughs> democratic candidates you know, platforms, I'm nervous, socialist, nervous, ideas. really? Yes. When I also, when I see polls and it says like 60% of millennials are in favor of socialism, it scares me because they're not realizing the cycle that happens. Mm -hmm. It just, it's so romantically attractive, this universal free healthcare, stuff. free yeah. tuition. But nobody's explaining how do you get there, and the only way the socialists know how to get there is to co collectivize or take the the private property and make it collective property, mm -hmm. and then they can rule, and then they become dictators, because that's the only that's what breeds that. You know, do you guys know what Fidel Castro when he passed great away guy. a year ago? Yes. Great guy, great guy. Um, <laughs> Uh, do you know what his net worth was when he passed away? No. $900 million. And you go, the country, yeah, it pays to be a dictator, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also you and I briefly. I know a lot of Cuban uh, people who, you know, firsthand, like growing up in Florida, mm -hmm. who, uh, you know. Grew up had in that their, fun regime. Yeah. And, no and shoes. Had their uh, homes taken and, you know, their cousin was killed. And, yes. you know, all, all that shit. Well, yes. also you and I discussed at the comedy store briefly the culture of monitoring other people's language. Yes. Censoring comedians. And yes. uh, what we just had with the SNL thing, a kid getting fired yes. before he was hired because of yeah. some stuff he said on a podcast yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that, too? Because you grew up in that culture as well. Well, I was censored by the Department of Jokes, so I had the extreme. Right. I saw the end of the movie. I, spo spoiler alert, it doesn't end well. Yeah. yeah. It does not yeah. because it encroaches very... Do you, uh, it's interesting. I learned that also not too long ago, if you Google this, um, that the political correctness originated 1917 by Vladimir Lenin. Wow, and little guy was named the, Lenin. Yeah, and it was the adherence to the Communist Party uh, policies and ideology. And if you veer off, you go to labor camp, you go to prison, you go, you, you disappear. And that's why Lenin is responsible for about five to six million people dead. Now, I grew up, he was our God. There was nothing. He never would hurt a fly. Right. Yeah, six million dead. Then Stalin came, mm. and really that's another forty million. Yeah, put it in fifth gear. Six exactly. gear. Yeah. So <laughs> I grew up with my parents. They lived through Stalin era. Aye, aye, so aye. it was like, don't say please. Don't don't draw a picture of Statue of Liberty. Don't do anything that could be misconstrued by them, and then they take you away. Because that's the other thing in those environments mm. is uh 
you know, your neighbor tells on you. you know? Absolutely. And the guy Children. that smiles at you every day. Absolutely. Like, oh, he, Absolutely. My dad told me a story because it's... At school, they tell the little children, report your parents. If you hear even your parents saying something, and it happened next door. Some kid just, you know, you make a comment at home, you have no idea. And that's that. Parents are taken. But uh, but it's interesting, yeah, that this culture, it's it's an infinite regress. That's the fear. Like, once you start censoring what people can say or getting them fired, they disappear. Exactly. That's what's scary yeah, about exactly. this culture. Exactly. You know? So I want to go back though to New York. You're you're making people laugh at the bar. Yes. How long does it take you to get back on stage? <laughs> oh, um, I did a show. I started working. Um, I got hired at Grossinger's Hotel in the Catskills uh-huh. as a bar boy uh-huh. for dollar twenty an hour. Jesus man. Uh, and uh, my job was to just carry buckets of ice and stuff like that. And then. I was happy because, here's why, because the bar was called Pink Elephant Lounge, big, big, big bar. And then next door is a theater, like 2000, it's something I grew up, you know, performing. So I'm going, if I just survive here, I can go in the break and watch comedians or Mm -hmm. singers. So it was like a school, I was like, yeah, I'm there. And so... And I was learning English at the same time, and little by little got a promotion as a bartender. And that's where it was more one-on-one. Yeah. I was able to talk to people, and got my English got better. And then I got enough guts to go to the booker for the theater, and I said, would you let me just do like a five minutes of jokes that I translated and tested on the, my customers and <laughs> all of that. What was your first set? Do you remember? I remember first joke that um, that in uh, there was a an exhibit of women underwear, <laughs> and uh, there it was international exhibit, and uh, uh, the um, American woman uh, came and asked for seven pair of underwear. And they said, "Why do you need seven pairs?" So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, seven day of the week, I need. And the French woman came over and she said, I need five pair of underwear. And they said, why? And she said, well, because Saturday and Sunday, my, my husband is home, so I don't need underwear. And next was a, a, a Russian woman and she asked for 12 pair of underwear. And they said, why? Well, January, February, March. <laughs> and so wait, I love you, it. they let you, they're like, yeah, go ahead and do it. Like they, uh, no, no, what they did, there, there was a show uh, that they did in the afternoon uh, it was Simon Says, a game with the older folks who, you know, so there would be like 100 people there playing Simon, Simon Says. And they said, you can go before that guy, you know, guy, and he, he'll introduce you and you can tell jokes. What a hot show. Hot show. <laughs> Simon but says. I was excited, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm yeah excited. of course. And then the right in the middle of it, as I told one or two jokes and all of a sudden, a woman in the back is like, <gasps> and, and I thought she was laughing. She had seizures. Oh, shit. And oh, people, shit. this is how strange this, uh, people, they take her in the, uh, <laughs> and they, and they take her away. Oh, you just right? had that on deck? Yeah. Jesus. That was pretty amazing, Tom. Uh, yeah, Gosh. And, and they're taking her away, and, and it was like one of those, th- and people come over, 
and they hit me on the back and going, you killed. <laughs> and I'm going, no, 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 not killed, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. So wait, so from there though, are you, are you even planning or thinking about Los Angeles? Or, cause you I, know I that's wasn't the, for a while. I, I moved to Miami for a while because the business ends in the Catskills like in the winter time. Right. So everybody migrates yeah. out. And your parents come with you? No, stay parents in stayed in New York. And I started, um, uh, I worked there. The, the manager from, um, from Catskills wore a manager there and he gave me a job as a short order cook, which... <laughs> make no sense to me and <laughs> i mean what's a hamburger what's a red what's medium i mean i'm thinking oh it's mustard on the on the medium rare and the rare is just ketchup you know so <laughs> it's my mind so but i was i had a job and then i get an offer um this was something that neighbors in new york helped me um, figure out how to make a resume. And they were asking me, what, what did you do? And I would say, you know, I was performing the cruise ship. So they helped me come up with the resume and they took the initiative and send it out to different cruise ship companies. So I get a phone call from my mom in New York saying the Royal Caribbean wants you to come to get on the ship tonight. Tonight? Yeah, tonight. And it was like dream come true. I mean, because I I associated the um, the fun time that I had with Hungarian girl and and <laughs> and so I figured I'm, gonna, I'm going I'm going back on the cruise ship. Yeah. So I so I get I get there, but nobody interviewed me. They just said so get on and. <laughs> And I get on, and then they realize that I don't I speak very little English. And my job was assistant of cruise director in, um, in entertaining, like do a, a show, a staff show. And my job was to be in charge of people, uh, excursions. Excursions, oh, yeah. which I didn't even know what that meant. Right, that's like right? when I take out the jet skis for the day. Or I want to go, or on, or on the buses, yeah, the, or yeah, get yeah. on the bus to go to some, some tour. activity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I have a hunch that there's still people in St. Thomas somewhere <laughs> looking for that bus because I sent them a wrong way. But uh, I lasted one week because they couldn't get rid of me before they brought me back to Miami. Sure, that's the only reason. So they, I got fired. My first, jo you know, my job to be fired. But it's really because you're at that point your lack of English, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm like really scared now. I got so I go back to New York, get a job in uh, greeting uh, greeting bell company, which was some Russian um, people were making at home um, uh, some ornaments for Christmas trees. And this American lady uh, kind of organized all of this. So they were cheap labor and, and she was doing real well. And so she hired me as a shipping manager. But then the season was over and she goes, I don't have really money to pay you, but maybe if you go to Los Angeles, uh, I know somebody who knows somebody who um, is friends with producer exactly producer of three's company which was at that time a huge show huge, right? huge so so i i go yeah yeah i go so i i bought a ticket for 10 days and i had a plan 
I'm gonna go uh, to LA, I'm gonna become a star, <laughs> and then- I love it. And then I'll be back, you know, uh, and I heard people making it overnight, so I'm thinking I'll give myself 10 days just in case things don't go <laughs> so well, right? And so I go, uh, I go there, and um, and I get, uh, I need to showcase for this guy. So I go to the comedy store, and um, and the secretary gave me a spot, and I I was so excited. I'm going, oh, he's gonna come, and this is like day four. I'm ahead of schedule. I'm good, <laughs> you know. He's gonna come. He's gonna tell me that I have a part in the series, yeah. and everything will be great. And he didn't make it. He he left a message, can't make it. And I was like, oh. by the way, that is still the reality of every time they're like, guess who's coming out to see your set? I, it is, <laughs> it's like, it is. It, every time they're like, it's the director, it's the president uh, of this company. Never, and then you're happens. like, do they hear? They're like, they couldn't make it tonight. They actually <laughs> forgot they had dinner. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. That's right. Yeah. That's it. So, so, but I performed. At the comedy know, store. At the comedy store. Hey, and did, and so, but did, did Mitzi Shore pass you yeah well she didn't pass me but she uh sent her secretary chrissy i remember her name uh running after me uh to say that she liked me and so chrissy runs after me and she goes mitzi liked you congratulations and i go who is mitzi i had no idea and she goes she's the owner of the comedy store go sit talk to her so i go sit down talk to her and she said Stay in Los Angeles. There is always place for good and different. And I'm going, but I, I can't because my parents are in, you know, and I'm, yeah. I gotta go back. And, and she goes, come back tomorrow and see a regular show and then you tell me. So I come back next day and I sit in the back of the original room and and uh, first person on stage, they introduce Robin Williams, mm -hmm. and second followed by Billy Crystal, and then after that, Pryor showed up, and then Leatherman, and it was like, and I'm sitting there, I'm saying, I am ahead of schedule, I am already here, I yeah. I made it, I, it was just like one of those moments, and I and so then I said to Mitzi, you know, I don't I don't have a job, I don't know how I'm gonna live here, and she goes. Well, and your parents are in LA, and she goes, what does your dad do? I said, he was a building construction engineer. And said, if I give him a job as a carpenter, that would work for you, right? And I go, yeah. So I moved my parents, my dad got a job as a carpenter, I was helping him for two years. And she um, and he was working for her? For her, for me, yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. Building stuff, those booths, tables what? stuff yeah 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 no the stuff that you guys wow. see at the comedy store your dad built my dad and me and then i took over because he wasn't really yeah. he was older to you know to do certain things and i so i i stayed there for a long time this was like one of my jobs was to go to her house to mrs house and put the doorknobs back on the doors that Paulie and Peter were taking off because they were smoking pot and they didn't want her to walk in on them. So they would just take off these doorknobs and throw them away. They didn't even <laughs> store them anywhere, throw them away. So my job was to go to the store, get new doorknobs, come back, put them on. It was a job security was there for me. 
Yeah. Because they were not going to stop, you know. <laughs> this is like a daily occurrence? Um, once, uh, a couple of times a week. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, so you're going to the com. Are you you're a carpenter by day, and yeah. then you're at the store like every um, night watching. I'm watching. And... I'm watching, and then little by little, Mitzi gives me like a, a spot in the original, and and then um, when Robin was cast casted in the movie Mask on the Hudson. That's my yeah, movie. Yeah. That's so, the one I watched yeah, over and over yeah. with my dad. And so God he, damn it, I love that movie. He brought so Paul Mazursky, and that's how I got the part. So it was like all organically evolving. What did that know? feel like? That had to feel yeah. amazing. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I, it was like, I, again, my English was still pretty soft, and it was 1981, and I was making a major motion picture. And, and then I got a, a, a part with Richard Pryor, uh, in Brewster's Millions, yeah, and then I, oh I mean, it God. was just like, yeah, I was like, and I actually thought it was happening to everybody. I mean, <laughs> right. this is like, you know, you come here, you get the package, I did the movie with Meryl Streep and Jack Nicholson, and I'm like going, this is gonna continue forever. This is, yeah. you know, and then I get the White House calling, and I'm performing at the, for the president, and I mean, all of that was just like an American dream come true. I never expected anything like that, but I thought, well, I guess that's a normal thing now. Yeah, yeah. And then the Soviet Union collapsed. <laughs> right, shit. I did not see the writing on the Berlin Wall at all. <laughs> and so all of a sudden I'm like, uh, I'm realizing there's, you know, Letterman has a top 10 list on the night of the collapse. And I make number one in the oh, list. Oh, no. Yakov Smirna will be out of work. What? Yeah. Shit. And I thought it was funny. I'm going, I'm still funny. What's going to happen? Nothing. Six months later, none of my contracts in Vegas, Atlantic City, Reno, Tahoe were renewed. None. Fuck. And I couldn't find a spot. Even clubs. They, people just kind of turned me off. And I realized later on what happened, I was meeting their need. I was like an aspirin from a headache of the Soviet Union. The headache goes away, they put an aspirin back on the shelf and you don't need it anymore. Wow. So I was desperate. I mean, we had two little kids, my, my wife and I, and no income and we live in Pacific Palisades and we can't afford the mortgage. So I started looking for a place where people did not know that the Soviet Union collapsed. <laughs> so <laughs> that's really your thought. That's I. Well, there was no other. I mean, where else am I going to go? Brilliant. I mean, so Branson, Missouri. They still don't know. They still and and I'm not telling. Don't so, tell. Yeah. No. No. I'm, I. So I've had this theater now, 2000 theater for 25 years. So you went, you saw a theater there, or you built oh, one? I, no, I rented one for a yeah. while because the money was short. But then later, later I bought it, and I was I entertained over four and a half million people since I got what? That. It's yeah. amazing, and what a brilliant idea! And is it, it putting was, on shows all the time? Yeah, well, like I'm going to Branson October nine. Well, I start October eleven and do like two months back to back 58 shows. What? Yeah, 58 shows and they're already pre-sold and, and so I just walk out and it's like, 
it's my place, you know. And then Amazing. how are, but I mean like when you're not there, the theater. I, uh, there's like Acrobats of China was there. There was like uh, okay. uh, Illusion show. So it, it's still working as a theater, but when I go back. But, but they still know Russians are bad. And then here's, here's this guy. <laughs> Actually, they embrace me more for, um, I think American success story more than yeah. That's a great yeah. That's a great yeah. angle coming coming from and and saying do other comics pass through there? Um, Jim Stafford, okay. uh, he was there before I was there, and then several tried to like uh, David Brenner tried to get in there, but it's a very specific market. Where there, is Branson? Branson is in Missouri. <laughs> well, yeah, it's in the middle of the. It's like four hours uh, from St. Louis and from Kansas City, so okay. it's right in the center. Right in the middle. Yeah, okay. B- middle of the buckle belt. You know. Of, wow. Yeah. But it kind of makes sense. I mean, what kind of material are you doing in Branson? Very similar to. I I had to soften it a little bit. To Russian. I, I mean, similar to. I mean, I imagine because the Midwest can be very conservative. Yes. So it kind of goes back to your initial training as a stand-up yes, in some way. Yes, you're yeah. absolutely right. Right? Like I you can't, ready. no sex, no religion, no politics. <laughs> Let's just tell these easy jokes. Not like, easy, but like, definitely not easy. Not but easy. I'm saying um, nobody's going to storm out offended because exactly. you're talking about the president 100%, or something. Yes, oh, wow. Yeah, 100%. And oh, wow. I... But I was ready for that. I was trained yes. for since Here's I was 15 years old. Here's a clip of you from your most recent show. Oh. I'm looking for girls for pussy. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. That was the wrong. I'm sorry. Um, wow. Now, you've seen some, you've seen some wild shit in your day. Yes, I have. Have you ever seen anything like this? Oh, come on. What is that? A bowl. Ukraine. They got upset. A bull went after the uh, the lady and who wore a red dress. Yeah, and then, but they look. They're like, "All right, knock it off, man. Get out of here." And Holy cow! What a country! Huh? <laughs> what a country! <laughs> wow. Yeah, we just don't know exactly what country, but we're assuming yeah. it's um. It it, it looked it looked um. Eastern, right? It did. Eastern. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's definitely. Yeah. yeah. The bulls don't. You think it's our tribe or is it Asian Eastern, you mean? Mongolian, I, I, maybe? I, I, I don't know. I, I need to look at the bull one more time just to know which tribe. <laughs> Do you want to watch it more no, time? No, okay, no, okay. no, no. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Yako shares your joy in this clip. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Different country. Yes, thank you for sharing that with me. I mean, <laughs> I was wondering how good my life was up till <laughs> now. I really am grateful. Yeah. Um, may I ask you a stupid question? Yeah. The la- obviously the Smirnoff. This is a joke, right? Yes. It's not yes. your real Russian God given. Correct. Okay. Correct. Because you knew Americans knew Smirnoff vodka. I worked in the bar. Oh. That's oh. Oh I knew, gosh. I knew, and I had the name tag Yakov, right? And they would say, where are you from? And I, you know, I tell them from Ukraine and, and they go, oh, so what's your last name? And my last name is Pokies. And they go, hmm, okay. <laughs> uh, can I have some Smirnoff? You know, and I right. was like, little by little, it was like, 
okay, I, I think they're telling me something, you know. Mm. So. That's also mm. very smart. Very, it's very smart. clever. And, and I tell a joke about coming out of the airport, uh, Kennedy Airport, and I see my name written in big letters, <laughs> America loves Smirnoff. <laughs> what a country. What a country. Right? <laughs> what a country. <laughs> um, here's another one for you. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. Oh. You remember this one? Oh, he's okay. He's okay. He's okay. Wow. We checked. He had to be drunk out of his mind, right? I think it's more just birth shit. (laughs) 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 Just his his brain chemistry. (laughs) Possible. Possible. But it's interesting that the building is like, yeah, it doesn't look American. Uh, what? What? Can you? He's not laughing. Can you? Cool. Well, we like we like geography. Do you know what country this is? Uh, um. Oh man, I, 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 I well, it had to be. Um, Asian, mm-hmm. uh, because the guy who's screaming looked Asian, but it could have been, <laughs> but it could have been in East Los Angeles. You know, That's could true. Have been. That's true. That's true. You know? It's uh, just, it's it's Taiwan. Uh-huh. Taiwan. Okay. Yeah. We respect the one China policy, but this is Taiwan. <laughs> okay. May I ask him some other relevant questions? <laughs> sure. Have you been back to Odessa since you left? I yeah. I actually I married the uh, my second um, marriage. I married the girl from Ukraine and uh, ditched the oh, Hungarian wow. chick, huh? Oh, well, ditch those Americans. Sh- I Hungarian. think she was more ditching me than yeah. Oh. yeah. I think about my second wife all the time. What did you? Did you? I'm his first wife. <laughs> what do you think, twenty year old <laughs> yoga instructor? Yeah, what should I look for? Bimbo. On number two? I'm not getting into this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel <laughs> like <laughs> your deal. I feel like. And I feel like I'm that guy yeah. from Taiwan getting yeah. his, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, don't get me into this. No, thanks. Uh, he's dead. Oh. No, no, he's just kept me Okay, kidding, so. what, what? His, his legs weren't even shattered. Isn't that amazing? Okay. What was that? That? What, what happened? Oh, then? a car hit him. Smashed his you didn't legs. see that part? I did not. Let's oh. go back. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's, let's not. not. <laughs> Have you met Mikhail Broshnikov? <laughs> you friends with him? I did not. Meet Never. Him. Well, no. I, White I've Knights. Been, Remember that I was film? sworn in. <laughs> yeah. I was sworn in the same day as he was sworn in oh, that's at, so cool. at the Statue of Liberty ceremonies. Yeah, but oh, I nice. didn't meet him. Yeah, he yeah. was. I feel like you guys too. could be buddies. Here, no, look, I look, look. It's a car backing up into the garage. Yeah, yeah. Do you see that reaction? It's normal. Oh, sympathy. Oh, that's not. That's he thinks it's funny. He's oh, a sociopath. No, yeah. I'm not. So, so, serial killer, psycho. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know whatever. what I'm so struck by you is I had no idea how resilient you are. And I think that is the mark of the immigrant mentality. I love it. I mean, you were a cook. 
You started your own theater when Soviet Union collapsed. Pretty amazing. Yeah. It's pretty fucking amazing what you did. There's like a real entrepreneurial spirit to like what you did, especially that... That figuring out, like, I got to go somewhere now and, uh, and tar- targeting Branson. I, I think you're right. And, and then when Branson fell, like, about four and a half, five years ago, when I felt like, okay, I have learned a lot here. I was able to develop a lot of material. Mm-hmm. But my material shifted because after I went through divorce, um, it was really difficult because I, I remember having you know, my kids with me for a first time, and I was reading my daughter a book, um, a fairy tale, and it ended, you know, and she was going to to bed, and I'm reading her bedtime story, and it ended with, and they lived happily ever after, and, and she goes, Daddy, so why didn't you and Mommy live happily ever after? And I came up with a great answer. I said, go to sleep. <laughs> but I couldn't sleep. Right, I I literally took this on as you noticed about me surviving and going. Okay, where can we go? Let's go to Branson. This time I went in inside and realizing me, I'm going. I I can't blame her for everything. Obviously, I didn't know something as well. So I went I went back to college. I went to University of Pennsylvania, got my master's degree in psychology. Oh. Then became professor at Missouri State University, teaching a course on happiness and laughter. Because what? I really, yeah. I, I, and then I last this May 18, I graduated with my doctorate degree from Pepperdine University. I love it. So what? So, I yeah, love yeah, this. yeah. This, this is legit. I, I brought. I told you. I brought you some. Some. So oh this is. Oh my gosh. This is my dissertation. Get the heck. 190 out. pages of, and it's all. It's a law of laughter. LOL. That was my. That was my. Why does laughter? Here's what sent me on this quest. Because in the beginning of the relationship, everybody's laughing. Mm-hmm. That's and I start asking people in my theater. I said would you go on the second date if you didn't have laughter on the first date? And nobody, I asked them to clap, nobody clapped. Four and a half million people, I'm going, there's something there about laughter that we uh, recognize that this might be the right person. It's not the only criteria, but it's a big one. It's so true. Yeah, and then, so what I start seeing, I'm going, so laughter is there in the beginning as a sign and then intimacy is next, and then you move in together, live, marry, whatever. And then when things don't go well, it's the reverse. It's like laughter goes first. Second thing mm. is intimacy. Third thing right. is your house. <laughs> right. So I right. needed to go to um, get master's degree and, and doctor degree to understand why does it happen to people and what attracts people and what repels people. Hmm. And so I developed a lot of things uh, during my studying. This is something I'll show you. I, I haven't shown it. Oh, I think Tom's uh, fond of this. Uh, What's that? Uh, is that a nut tugger? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. Uh, do you have a way to show it here? But on this I think, I think oh, it, um, do it in your you'd hands. have to like, yeah, if you hold, hold, it, if you hold it up to your face. Okay. Okay. Hold it up, yeah. okay, so it's not as good as, uh, okay. So you have two sides, two magnets, yep. equal, equal, you know, they're all the same. 
And so one says give and receive on one side, the other one says give and receive on the other side. So when they're opposite, when one person is giving, the other person is receiving, oh. they're solid. And then they reverse this uh, process. Right. But when the honeymoon stage, and this process happens during the honeymoon stage. Right. Uh, the, all the hormones that are given to us, dopamine and oxytocin and serotonin, all of those make us give the right thing to the right person, and then they receive it and they give back, and it's wonderful. And then it lasts about a year. That's what the science is now proven, the last year. So then they start giving, but they don't know what. And, they, and this is why I said Right, it's yeah. repelling. They start right. repelling. Oh. They start repelling. Mm -hmm. So then people block themselves. They create their own lives. And they create laughter with other people. And then they no longer repel. Oh. So if you understand this, and this is what helped me, and this is why I'm so happy in my marriage now, because, and she saw this and she fell in love with this concept, and it helped us to understand what to give, what to receive, Aww. and then... Look at you. I like that. So That's what is lovely. your advice for people? Because I love relationship stuff too. Is it really to stay aware of the fact that you need to give and receive awareness is great so the formula that came out in this um, dissertation was uh, three elements that will ensure laughter continues right yeah number one you have to be complementary opposite mm. which this society is doing everything to make us the same yeah right. well there's no gender everything. we know that yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. my wife what's your I, identity I, my wife this is uh, she went she goes to Santa Monica College to learn English and so she wanted to take another course and they asked her to fill out this application. And, and normally I'm there to help her, but I wasn't. And she calls me and she goes, the, it says gender, but it has six different things. <laughs> Which one am I? Oh. And, and yeah. to her, it was like, I was looking for something that says normal, yeah. <laughs> but there is no such thing. So. Right. So the complementary is opposite, number one. Number two, understanding the needs of the person. Now, in the beginning, we're giving this free introductory offer during the honeymoon stage. Right. And then we got to pay full price. So conscious understanding of what is it that she's expecting? What mm. is it that you're expecting? And it's totally different for her than for you. And I was researching all of this, and it was like, Wow, once people know it, they have a shot. They have a shot, and there are books on this, and so this dissertation, once you understand those, you can go by the numbers. You go, okay, she needs a affection, conversation, open and honesty, there, she's nodding, you know. So much affection. Uh, <laughs> I'm very affectionate. But he needs. The yeah. Sandwiches, blowjobs, <laughs> check, check, pets, scratches. Not in that order, Not right. Not in that so uh, and then the third element and the third element is shared sense of humor 100 percent. but that happens pretty much immediately immediately yeah and you just need to sustain it but it happens immediately so those two first ones complementary opposites and understanding the needs of the other person would solve 90 percent of the problems wow i mm -hmm. feel like if i show 
that to my potential second wife. Get it's like it, a, get, oh. it's a great, you know Tom. what I mean? It's a great fit. Like it's I a mean. great teaching tool. And I could be like, see how this works. You know? I can see why your show is so popular. Ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> you know, I will say the first, I knew Tom was the one for me when we watched this documentary about Timothy Treadwell, the guy who likes to camp with grizzly bears. It was yes. called Grizzly Man. Yes. And it was a sad scene, I think, where he's getting mauled by a bear. <laughs> And he you was see laughing. that? And both Tom and I are the only two assholes laughing. No, I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly And I was like, was. this is the guy funny. for me. This, this, this was the funny. scene. This was the scene. It's a documentary Werner Herzog did about the guy who lived with, he lived with bears and he was eventually killed by a bear. <laughs> by a bear. And there was one scene where there was a pilot who said that, you know, he goes normally uh, up in Alaska you know, I take people here and there. This guy hired me to drop him off in bear country during the most active bear hunting season. Like when bears are foraging for food, he goes, I thought the guy was, you know, a little funny in the head. And everybody in the theater was like, oh. And we were like, ah, ha, 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 laughing. And uh, a couple of people like turned, you know, and looked and. Yeah. yeah, but that's when I knew we had something special. Yes, me. and that's yeah. why I know why you have those clips. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, the more pain, the better. The he better. That. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that bear guy, I mean. You fucking retard. He, was, <laughs> he wasn't smart. <laughs> so the, but the second wife, you guys have a shared sense of humor. Yes, Yeah. very you feel much like so. This was a oh, and run. she makes me laugh as well as I'm Good. making her laugh. Good. And, yeah, big time. And you're aware of her needs. Very much so. Yeah, that's huge. Very and, much. And I so. think wanting to Very keep so. up with somebody else's needs—it's yes. the want to choosing please. to become. Yes. yes, that person. That took me twenty years, literally, from when I got divorced to the, when I met her. Twenty years. I was dating different people. I was going there. We're not complementary opposites. I mean, I knew all of this already, but I couldn't find complementary opposites. Explain that again. What is complementary? It's opposite? it's like the when you give, she receives. Oh, I got you. And when oh, okay. she, you, uh, she gives, you receive. That's complementary yeah, opposites. That's complementary opposites. Okay. And what you give is what she needs or what you need. Right. That's that's the and that's it. It's that simple. I like but it. But the commitment to that is not simple. To say right. I'm taking full responsibility of doing this for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. this is what I'm going to provide for us. And that's really the essence of a good relationship is personal responsibility. Yes. Instead of blaming your spouse for right. your unhappiness, right. I see, because I do, my parents, I think, did that. Like, they were so angry inside themselves and they would lash out at the other person. Yeah. Like, this motherfucker, he's doing everything wrong. It's like, yeah, but that's <laughs> not, it's not him, you bitch. Like, what, what are you doing? You know, make yourself, get your shit right and then you can take care of other people. But yeah, yeah. it's not easy no. for people. They see it a lot easier somewhere to else. Pick on, and yeah. to pick on. Yes. And then they have affairs and they think, well, the, ne the next one's going to be easier. It's like, it's the same. You're just picking the same people, yes. usually. Yes. And now, tell your partner what you need. Fuck me in my ass, man. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you need, Tom? What are your needs? You know what my needs are. Uh, I do. Yeah. She just lists them. Yeah. Football yeah. sandwiches, BJ. <laughs> <laughs> Nut tugger. Admiration. And then Admiration. yours. Yeah. Admir I Huge. think, and I like that word. Yeah, admiration. admiration. It's more than, or I actually like adoration. I adore Tom Segura. 
adore and but admire. But I think adore uh, is different than admire. Yeah. You think so? Yo, yes. Big time. For a man. Oh, that's interesting. Men, oh, men, man. Leave, men need admiration, admiration more than women need way admiration. Bigger. Yeah. Way bigger. It's true. Yeah. 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 Way bigger. And what does that mean exactly? So explain to the women listening. To recognize that, you know, you need to find something that you admire, whether he's a great dad, whether he's a uh, great provider, whether he's funny, whatever, whatever those things are. And it, sometimes it's kind of slim pickings because, you know, you're mad at each Guy's other. Guy's a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to yeah. admire that. But, yeah. but it, uh, having an exercise of saying, I really appreciate you and admire you for. Why this. do you think though? Because mm-hmm. I've I've always thought that before you even articulate it, that men have the need for admiration more than women have that. You know, not that it's non-existent the other way, but why do you feel like I, men? I think that? it was building into our DNA in terms of, um, like we were stronger species who was able to go and risk their lives to get a kill a bear or be yeah. eaten by a bear or whatever and the admiration of a woman saying you kept us alive uh-huh. oh it's like you fuel. Yeah. yeah and that made him go back to, to the same thing right. yeah and wars oh, was right. the right. same thing it's you appreciation know? for Appreciate, the sacrifice. and those parades and all of those things that were uh, medals all of those things were designed to feed that ego, yes. But if you see it as healthy and saying this man is a good man, and he wants to give me and the family something great, I'm gonna find some wonderful words and actions. And so my son was uh, visiting yesterday, um, and he's 26, and and my wife was so adorable. She I gave her a, a nice birthday card, uh, you know, that I designed and a poem and stuff like that. And, and she was showing it off in, to him, saying, look what your dad did. And it was just like, oh, this was you like... You feel it? Oh, yeah. totally, yeah. Well, it's, it's like mommy's... I mean, I hate to be too Freudian, but it is. It's mommy's initial approval, right? It's the, Probably the gaze for, of the, the approving woman, you know? I don't know. I, I tie it back They're to like probably, I love my sons, and I I'd hope that one day my sons will marry a woman who admires them the way. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they yes. looks at them lovingly the way I do, yeah. not with disdain. Or you want some, a woman who will be like this guy's the best. Absolutely. This guy's I, and the I best. would hold out yeah. for. I held out for twenty years. Yeah. I was you know basically said no no until I felt that this woman and she fell in love when she saw this and she just went. There is brilliance in here, and yeah. that immediately gave me that sense of being admired, and I was be able to share something that she found valuable. Yeah, and it's like yeah. wow. That's and what's awesome. interesting too is women. Uh, somebody listened to this, Michael. Oh, that's so old school. That's so 1950s. Yeah, but you have to understand too that uh, the woman holds a lot of power. There's a lot huge, of power huge, in that. Huge. Um, and if y- y- women is look, I know this is old school as fuck, but we're the center of the home. The, the woman, the mother. No doubt. And if mommy's not happy, nobody else is happy. Right. And if mom isn't doing this stuff, it's like the whole fucking world falls apart. The whole ecosystem apart falls apart. Yeah. yeah. It's but, a big responsibility. But this society also devalued that. Yes. Oh, well, well, we're all the time. same now, right? It made, it, women yeah, it made, so what do you do for a living? It used right. to be, you know, what, what's your family like? You know, and now right. it's like, no, what do you do? What do you do? And, and men are lost. 
uh, this uh, society. They don't know what to do. That's mm -hmm. why the suicide rate is so huge and all of those uh, opioids and all of those things happening because men have not been given attention for the last 50 years, really. Women have been, and they succeeded tremendously. But man kind of was left in the dust, and they don't know what to we do. Don't, we don't know what, how to adjust yet. We don't know what, what the roles and, are and, just yet. Maybe. And so it's hard yeah. for a man to be, that, to be admired for something when he's a child, overgrown child. Right. And so the, the wife feels like she's a mother. Yes, yes, and that yes, yes. totally destroys and that's not a good self esteem. Everything. Yeah. Oh, that's a bad one too. You don't want to no be a good. mother to your husband. I never would have expected that such great insight into relationships and human behavior would come from Yakov Smirnov. <laughs> <Right? laughs> I'm serious, man. It's <laughs> like it's fascinating. It's really Thank interesting. You. Thank you. Know? you have so, to come back and talk about but, this again next but time. But you know what? It came from laughter. It's yeah. what we do, right? Yeah. But and when we're on stage, we're listening very, very carefully for that laughter. Mm. If it doesn't happen, we get off stage and we're thinking, you know what, I could have said this or I could yeah. have said that. That laughter in a relationship is your gauge. Yeah. 100%. And if you keep laughing, everything's great. That's true. But the, but the laughter goes away. It's oh, a first yeah. signal. It's like, you know, having um mammogram or something you check yeah. laughter and see yes. am i needing some attention to this and if i do go back to the those three things sense of humor we have so now what do i need to do i need to become complementary opposite and i need to know what her or his needs are it's fascinating it. stuff um your whole story is amazing i would love for you to come back and talk all about relationships I'd be happy to um, so anybody, anything that you want to tell people where they can see you or anything coming they up? Can, they can see me. I don't know. Where do you air this? Is it airs right away? Or no, it'll no? be. A, okay. Yeah. It's, okay. So probably Branson uh, at my Amazing. theater, Yakov Smirnov Theater. Uh, and I'll be there uh, from October, October 11 to December 7. And uh, uh, Yakov.com, Y-A-K-O-V.com. And then on social media, you know, it's Yaakov underscore Smirnov. And I, I feel silly promoting that because, you know, I'm going to be followed. And in the Soviet Union, that's the last thing I wanted. <laughs> I wanted. So, awesome. so find me on social media and there you go. follow me. Uh, Yaakov, thanks so much Thank for coming. You so pleasure. Much. Thank you guys pleasure. for Thank listening, you. for watching. We'll see you in another week. Ta-ta there, return. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Lucifer's Lair. Oh, guess him. You all know my juice by now. Oh, guess him. Come over and fuck the shit at me. Oh, guess him. Put clamps on the nipples, man. Let's get down with brass tacks. Oh, 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 Rock. oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 oh,
Oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh,